I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Zombie Yard Gnomes. Instead, it's brought to you by Credit Karma. So, when's the last time you checked your credit scores? Because your scores may change more often than you think, and uh, you should know what they are now, and not just a year from now when you might be thinking about buying a house or something. You should know now. So, Credit Karma is here to help you out. The best thing is Credit Karma is always free, and there's no catch. No credit cards, no payment needed at all. So, go to creditkarma.com or download the Credit Karma app now. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve, as usual, joined by... Devin. And Joe. And this week we're going to talk about something that is classified as a miracle by the Catholic Church. But well, some people aren't so sure, so I guess that makes it a mystery, right? It does, because yeah. not everybody believes that the Church is right. And this is known as the miracle of the sun or the miracle of Fatima. I do want to say that this was a listener suggestion, suggested by Mel. So thank you, Mel. Thanks, Appreciate Mel. it. This was a good one. So here's what happened is according to accounts by witnesses on the 13th of October, 1917, as promised, a miracle took place. And what that miracle was, was that the sun appeared to dance across the sky to move closer to and then farther away from the earth and to shine in many different colors. 
So that that is the miracle itself right there. It sounds like mushrooms to me. <laughs> well, before we talk about the miracle and the mushrooms, there's some backstory. And we should cover that. Mm-hmm. So let's right. get into that part first. But Quick disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. So this story deals with Catholic faith and religious iconography and practices. And I am by no means an expert in that. And I've done my best here. But if I flub something, give me a little bit of a little bit of room here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, as always, with stories that are seated in religious faith, I don't want anybody to take what we're saying is in any way, shape or form mocking. That's not the intention. We're simply talking about the subject at hand. This is not, you know, something we're talking overarching about the Catholic or any other religious faith. Just understand that we love everyone. Yeah. Except for Nazis. Yeah. What's I mean, wrong with Nazis? Lots of things. Oh. Okay. We can't go into that now. Oh. Okay. So let's go into this instead. So our story takes place in the little town of Fatima in Portugal. Uh, there were in the spring of 1916 or 1917, mm-hmm. excuse me. Three children, uh, it's 10-year-old Lucia Santos and her cousins, 7-year-old Jacinta and 9-year-old Francisco Mardo, uh, they were watching Lucia's father's flock of sheep in an area that is locally known as Cova da Iria? I, I hope da I pronounced Iria. it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's, I think Cova that's what I remember Iria. hearing no. it, but I could be okay. wrong. But translated, that translates to the Cove of Irene All right. in English. Uh, the accounts of their day vary. There's a whole, as within a story like this and of this age, there's always variations. Also because they're like, you know, 10 and 7. Right. Well, and so most of the stories, they they say that they led the flock to the cove and then they ate their lunch and they played. Some versions say they spent time under a large tree. Others say that they spent time in a cave to avoid a rainstorm. Either way, at around noon, the three children said their rosaries, their prayers, and at that point they said they saw an apparition, uh, which was bright light, that to them looked like lightning, but they said that was weird because it wasn't cloudy. Which means it must not have been raining? Probably, I'm thinking this is the non-rainstorm version. Because if it was raining, it might have just been lightning. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, but no. Okay. But no. So there's. So in this accounting, it seems that maybe this is the non-rainy version. So that that bright light happens, and in it they see a figure, and they approach that figure. Uh, the figure doesn't immediately identify itself, but eventually they would come to find out that it's it, Bruce Willis. It's not Bruce Willis. No. Eventually they would come to discover that it was the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. the mother of Jesus. Yeah. She told the children that she wanted them to, and she gave them a set of instructions. Those instructions were to say their rosaries every day and to come back to that location on the 13th of each month for a total of six months. And in exchange, she would share not only her identity, because they at this point don't know who she is, but they would, she would also impart to them knowledge. Uh, she would give them some visions. And then eventually they would ask through their meetings, they would then ask, you know, for proof. And then that's mm. where the miracle of the sun happened. It was on the seventh month. Okay. Mm. So once Mary is done sharing her vision, she rises into the sky in a halo of bright light and disappears into the distance. And that's their first encounter with the Virgin Mary. Okay. I do need to point out, so as Devin briefly mentioned, they are 10, 9, and 7. So their accountings, how accurate this is, is hard to say. The other problem with it is that 
all of this story primarily in its written form comes from Lucia Santos because she would write down an accounting of what happened in her visions 20 some years after the fact. So a little bit of fact and fiction time. It's hard to piece the two apart. Mm -hmm. Um, But she said, at least in the accountings, that this was not the first time that the children had been visited by an apparition. In the prior year, 1916, they had been visited by an angel on three separate occasions. Oh, damn. Which appears to be in preparation for their meeting with Mary, I, I guess. Yeah, they were being vetted, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was yeah. like a screening interview. Yeah. 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 It's like the phone screen. <laughs> it's the holy screening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that may be it. Um, now I'm going to, I've truncated the heck out of the encounters and what was said. And if anybody's interested in that, we'll put a link on the website that has the text included. You may also be be familiar with, um, a televised rendition of this story. Yes. That I will not say exactly what it is, but you probably have seen it. Probably. So continuing on, um, so the, the children hold up their end of the deal. They pr- pray their rosaries every day, and they plan to go back on the 13th of the month, and they do go back on the 13th of each month. And people, somehow word gets out about what they say they saw. I think that's because the kids told everybody. Well, at least yeah. one of them spilled the beans, and then word got around. Uh, and so witnesses, uh, people who wanted to witness what the children were seeing would show up on the 13th around noon to see it as well. It's unclear to me if anybody besides the children was seeing her. My, um, the accounts that I read of this is that lots of people kept going back every month. Right. And more and more all the time. And nobody else ever saw the Virgin Mary besides the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that was my understanding as well. But it was also my understanding that there were a number of people who believed that it was okay that they weren't being given the gift of seeing the kids interact with her or whatever was like yeah. proof enough that it was actually happening in their eyes at least. Yeah, yeah. But I, some people were also like, "I can't see her. What's going on?" Yeah, there's nothing going on here. That's obviously not real. Yeah, and yeah. they'd leave it a huff. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm making either that, that or even if it is real, you know, what's the point of being here? If you know, she's not going to show herself to me. I might as well go ahead and read about it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very Why true. Waste my time standing around here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, through these encounters, Mary would eventually share the visions with the children. Visions one and two, uh, were the visions of what heaven looked like and what hell looked like. Sure. Vision three is weird. And it didn't come out till the, she didn't write it and tell, share what it was, Lucia, until the mid forties, maybe the late mid fifties. I thought it was like, but the church didn't release it until the sixties. Yeah. I thought it was like late thirties, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure because the the church sealed it right away and they wouldn't let it out because it was time sensitive, I guess. Because it was, it talked about the war, like, you know, World War II at that time. But it, what's really weird about it is that it talks about the role of Russia in the world and how if they, I'm in, in my interpretation or understanding of this, how if they didn't take on Catholicism properly, they were going to lead the world down a wrong path. Which they kind of did. She was right. Well, in a way she yeah. was. But a lot of people have interpreted her message and there's been ridicule of this third message. So I, I don't know what to think of it. It's very confusing to me, but I'm not very good with, with these kind of uh, theology things. So, mm. Well, the, um, the thing about it is, is that uh, if she did indeed write it 20 years later, and I think she did, it was well known by that point of what, uh, what 
path Russia was on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it doesn't look that miraculous, like that miraculous of a prediction, really. Right. Even though lots of it came true. Well, you know, duh. <laughs> you yeah. read the papers, you Pretty get an idea, you write it, you hope much. you're right. Yeah. 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 It would be miraculous if in 1917 she yeah. was told that, though. Yeah, right? that's right. I when mean, the Russian Revolution was happening, right. and nobody knew that it was going to turn out to be hell on earth, yeah. you know, the way it did. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Which, and maybe, maybe when she first wrote it, maybe she wrote, had a version of early memo of it. And that's why the church sealed it and said, you can't write all this till later on. I have no idea. Mm. And the, the recording of it, again, there are so many versions that it makes it really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the, we've started to fall down a theological, uh, is it theological? Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a theological rabbit hole. Yeah, we started to fall down that, and I think we need to kind of dance around that because that's not really the focus of the episode. Right. The miracle of the sun itself is. Um, so this is uh, the children were told that on the thirteenth of October, nineteen seventeen. That would have been the seventh month, right? Yep, that yeah. would be the seventh month. When so Mary they had their first show them six something encounters. really, really badass in her own words to quote her directly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> She did use that word. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, she was going to make a miracle happen at noon. Yeah. Okay. So like with the appearances, the early uh, visits of Mary, when the children, we were talking about people were showing up, a bunch of people showed up because this miracle, they blabbed and told everybody. Right. Uh, we don't know how many people were really there. The It is recorded as somewhere between 10,000 and 100,000 people that were seems there. like uh, a lot. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how big the Covavirene was, but it seems to me it wasn't big enough for 100,000 people. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it could have sat that many. And that's no. like 100 times more listeners than we have, so I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's possible. possible. That math doesn't yeah, work. No. That would actually tick me off at three, three annoying little kids who had more listeners than we did. <laughs> yeah. You know, seriously. Me too. Yeah. But, but no, so, so all of these people show up to, to witness the miracle. And accounts say, okay, again, this is where it varies. Either it started raining the night before or the morning of the uh, predicted miracle. But the rain would stop just before noon. The ground was wet with from the rain. And there are photos and you see people with umbrellas. Uh, but there's a, there's, I think I've only seen one photo actually where people had umbrellas. I've seen two or three, oh, yeah? uh, but you know, it's, it's up at a time and an era where people had umbrellas with them, you know, it's part of fashion. So it's hard to say, uh, but it, it looks like a clear day to me in those images. It doesn't look like it's cloudy. It actually kind of looks like a nice, bright, sunny day to be very honest. Well, it's Portugal. I understand the weather there is kind of nice. It, yeah, yeah. And at that time of year, as we'll talk about later, it's not really a, a bad season, but. Regardless of, of what the weather was, at noon, everyone looked up towards the sun. Because it was clear. Maybe. They, so they looked up at the sun okay. to see the miracle take place. Okay. And here's what they say they saw. People say they saw the sun appear as an opaque spinning disc in the sky. Is that kind of like the spinning wheel of death I got on my computer? I want to, you know, sometimes, yeah, up yeah, on but me. It, it goes yeah. much faster than that, so it doesn't uh, have all the colors. Obvious, okay. No, um, so it was a spinning disc in the sky. It was said to be significantly duller than normal, and it also supposedly cast multicolored lights on everything. So the landscape, the people, the surrounding clouds. Uh, the sun was also reported to careen towards the landscape and the people and then to bounce around in the surrounding earth or sky before going back to its normal position. The previously wet clothes of people who were there, as well as the ground from the rainstorm, they were wet, 
dried out because the sun got closer and so it got warmer and it dried them all out. Uh, so it was suddenly and completely dry. But just like the earlier visions, not all of the people who were there say they saw something happen. Some of the, a lot of them would report one of those things, but not all of those things. But a great many people also said, I didn't see anything. So I'm not insure, entirely sure either how long this whole thing lasted. Did it take a minute? Did it take 10? We don't know. Uh, but the people who were there, a great majority of them, were convinced that it truly was a miracle. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they weren't staring at the sun for 10 minutes straight. I really but, hope yeah. not. That's really bad for you. Don't do that. We mm-hmm. just had an eclipse. Everybody knows. Sun safety. Good glasses. Mm-hmm. Don't stare at the sun. Don't do it. Yeah. Because it embarrasses the sun. Staring is rude. Good point. So a lot of the information that we have about the miracle of the sun was done because an Italian priest named Father, oh God, help me here, John DeMarchi? Does that sound, sound right? Sounds fair. DeMarchi. 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 Okay. DeMarchi. It's always the emphasis is in the middle of uh, the syllables. Always just say it like uh-huh. I'm saying Luigi. John DeMarchi. I mean, honestly... Yes. We'll go with that. (laughs) Sorry. So John DeMarchi (laughs) would research the miracle of the sun and he would interview a whole bunch of people who were there that day. Sadly, he didn't start doing this until 1943. That's a little... 26 years after the fact. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of a long time. Yeah. Yeah, A long time for people to get their stories straight. Or to let them grow. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you water them right, your stories will always grow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he spent about seven years researching the miracle, and he actually wrote more than one book about it. But I'm going to take a couple of quotes of what people said they saw, and we're going to share them here just so you can get a kind of a direct quote idea. Uh, I want you two to help me. So who wants to start? You want me to start or when you want I to I can go? start. The sun at one moment surrounded with scarlet flame, at another aureoled in yellow and deep purple, seemed to be an exceedingly swift and whirling movement and at times appearing to be loosened from the sky and to be approaching the earth strongly radiating heat. Hmm. Nice. I'll do the next one. All right. The sun's disk did not remain immobile. This was not the sparkling of a heavenly body, for it spun round on itself in a mad whirl when suddenly a clamor was heard from all the people. The sun, whirling, seemed to loosen itself from the firmament and advance, threatening upon the earth as if to crash, to crush us with its huge, fiery weight. The sensation during those moments was terrible. Yep, mushrooms. Oh, okay, my turn. Uh, I feel incapable of describing what I saw. I looked fixedly at the sun, which seemed pale and did not hurt my eyes. Looking like a ball of snow revolving on itself, it suddenly seemed to come down in a zigzag, menacing the earth. Terrified, I ran and hid myself among the people, who were weeping and expecting the end of the world at any moment. Unquote. Unquote, yeah. So I gotta say, you know, when the sun's crashing into the earth, I'm just gonna go hide in a crowd. That'll save me. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Hide under somebody's skirt. Yeah. No, I mean, but this kind of gives you an idea of the way, at least in their account, recollections, words, things, in their recollections, how they remembered what they saw and felt. Yeah. So the Catholic Church, as we said, would eventually come to recognize and accept the miracle of the sun. Uh, They categorize it as an event of genuine supernatural character. That's evidently how their categorization works. Catholic speak for... Yep. 
for Miracle. Miracle. Uh, this obviously though didn't happen right away. Yeah, it uh, takes a while with the Catholics. They actually you know, have to look into they it. For to, a yeah, while. they actually investigate yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, crazy. Uh, but in 1930, Pope Pius XI would approve the whole thing. What's kind of funny though is that in 1950. Pope Pius Twelfth, because it was Pius XI in 30, and then I think Pius XI died in 39, so the 12th came on. So mm-hmm. Pius XII, though, in 1950, he actually said that he also saw the miracle of the sun in 1950 while he was, you know, walking around. He, he, I can't remember what religious ceremony he was at, uh, but he walked and he was in front of the statue of Our Lady of Lourdes, I believe is how you pronounce that one, uh, when he witnessed it, and he witnessed it three days in a row, mm. which is funny. Like, hey, uh, I want to get on the bandwagon. I want to see way more than these, t- these people do. Like, it just seems a weird thing to 40 years later suddenly claim to start seeing. Well, Pope Pius Twelfth had a different name, and it was Pope the Overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> They called him that. Did they? Yeah. Behind his back? No, to his oh, face. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's go back to the day of the event, though. Uh, after everything settled down, everyone seems to have left and gone back to their lives as normal. Sadly for Jacinta and Francisco Mardo, they came down with influenza and died in 1919. A lot of people did right about that. We've talked about. Uh, Lucia Santos would end up devoting the rest of her life to religion. Uh, She lived as a sister until her death in 2005, so she lived well into her 90s. Yeah, 97 when she died. Something like that. Yeah, she lived an amazingly long life. Yeah. Yeah. and so that leaves us with the question of, you know, what happened? Yeah. Did, did the did sun these, really zigzag? Did, this, did these people really see a miracle on that day in October 1917, or, or did they not? We're going to look into it, but first, we're going to take a quick break. All right, folks, the holidays are finally past us. We're all just a little chubbier than we were before. And, of course, we've all got those New Year's resolutions to keep. Uh, and it's hard sometimes to ensure you're getting all the nutrition and vitamins and protein you need to make sure your workouts really work for you, which is why there's iFit Nourish, a customized protein drink that's jam-packed with all the essential nutrients you need. iFit Nourish is unlike any other nutritional shake because it allows you to personalize your mix. That's right. You go onto their website, you tell them what you weigh and what your workout's like, and they will design a mix just for you. gives you the highest quality of fruits, veggies, and protein, plus essential vitamins and minerals. And since iFit Nourish is passionate about their ingredients, there's no artificial flavors, no added colors, no preservatives, and no fillers, ever. iFit Nourish focuses on the basics of human nutrition. So every single ingredient in your formula is included for a reason. And don't worry, all their flavors have been approved by a panel of taste judges and are totally delicious. So, ready to simplify your life? Just go to iFitNourish.com sideways for a free 14-serving bag of iFit Nourish mix and a shaker bottle. Hassle-free, 100% convenient. That's ifitnourish.com slash sideways and create your unique mix today. And we're back and let's investigate a miracle. Okay. All right. So theory time really is going to break down very simply into two theories. It's real or it's not. Well, that's okay. pretty much it. That's really the only two directions this can go. True. 
So first off, let's be honest here and admit that none of us really actually know how deities work. True. And it is entirely possible, especially from a believer's perspective, that the Virgin Mary could have the power to alter human senses. So if you follow that train of logic, then it's possible that the sun did not actually move in the sky. Oh, of course not. But yeah. she made it appear to do that, which would be the equivalent of a heavenly parlor trick. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's a vision at that point. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, in that sense, too, it's real that the sun really zigzag and come closer to the earth. Well, obviously, it didn't because billions of people would have seen that. Correct. But still, you know, if the Virgin Mary, like you said, can actually make everybody see the same thing, Mm -hmm. that's that's a miracle. It's akin to a mass hallucination. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you've all be given the same thing, except, of course, not everybody saw it, but maybe it was customized to the level of the believer and, you know, were you worthy of receiving it or not? We, we, we honestly can't say that we know the answer to that. Right. Uh, one of the things that makes it look like not maybe so much is the, well, we've talked about this a little bit is that there's the photos and it looks like a bright sunny day. Problem is with the photos is we don't actually, we don't know when they were taken. I always presumed at the beginning that those were taken before the miracle. But we don't actually know if those photos weren't taken after the miracle had taken place. So that might explain why it's not wet and why the you know, people True. are kneeling on the ground. Because the ground is dried. They've dried. The sun has come out and is super bright. Well, Maybe it happened. The photos were taken afterwards. Or they could have been taken long afterwards. Because, I mean, the um, you know this didn't become a big story until after. And that's when probably reporters and photographers started going up there. Well, they were all there pre-before. Were there actually reporters there on that day? Yeah, because word had spread across the country, across Portugal. So people Mm -hmm. came from all over the country. That's how we got to this somewhere between ten to 100,000 visitors. And part of those guys were part of the press. They also might be part of the problem, and they're the ones who are spreading the rumors of the size of the event. Mm -hmm. So it may. that's why I say, I I mean, for all I know, there was 1,000 people there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but there were reporters there who gave first-hand account reports. There was a decent little crowd. I, mm-hmm. I had no doubt it was exaggerated. But yeah. That happens. Yeah, I mean, so that's really what I have here. I don't know if you guys have any more to add to the what could make it have actually been a real event. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, when it comes down to it, there's no. it's hard to like argue this, right? Because we don't have proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly the Catholic Church feels their proof is strong enough to because they do. I mean, Joe yeah. was saying like they really do actually investigate and actually try to find proof of these things and, you know, from multiple sources. But really when it comes down to it, it's real. Just means, hey, take on faith that this deity did this thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's much easier to say, here's all of the reasons we think it's fake, but it could be real if you believe in that sort of thing. And I, I read, there's one site, I know I shared it with you guys, I read, I at first thought it was a, it was on the side of this whole thing was fake, and it turned out, I very quickly learned, it was a debunking of the debunking of the story. Yeah, and it I read actually, that one. yeah. Yeah, and it, it had a whole lot of stuff of, you know, information from the Bible and from scriptures to prove, uh, to counteract the negative claims that were made. Mm-hmm. And the problem, I would say, the, the problem, but the difficulty is, of course, how do you say that that's not right? Because... Right. 
I don't know. Right. So that's the, but that's, that's why this is interesting, right? It's because we can, well, I know we're about to talk about, here's all the reasons we think it's not real. It's not real. But oh. yeah, there are plenty of people out there who have, you know, evidence or their version of evidence or whatever. It's a leap of faith. Yeah. yeah but that's like, what miracles are. Yes. And yeah, exactly. And so like I say, the, the, just the mere fact that all these people went there expecting to see it, they were, you know, wanting to see it and they saw it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like you say. But uh, as for the other, it's, it's not real. I am not about to disagree with the Vatican. So you guys are you guys are on your own. For okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, from here on out, we're we're solo without Joe. So. I think it's just you because yeah. I also would like not to get killed by the Vatican. Yeah. Fine, you two. I'll finish this one on my own. Go okay. ahead and leave. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> not really. Okay. Well, let's go on to the second theory, though, which is that it did not actually happen. You fool! You've killed us all! <laughs> First and foremost, uh, I think we all know that the sun does not normally move erratically through the sky. Mm-hmm. And as Joe said earlier, nobody else on the planet or even the surrounding countryside reported seeing the sun fly all over. A lot of people would have noticed, probably. Yeah, I would think that it would be pretty obvious. So th- that is an immediate strike against the story. Sure. Uh, if you remember, I talked about supposedly there was a big rainstorm uh, right before and how it ended just before the miracle. Well, I actually was able to pull historical uh, rainfall records from the area. Turns out in 1917, in that area of Portugal, they got a total of 33 millimeters, which is about an inch and a half of rain that month. And the month before, it was only 9 millimeters, or 0.35 of an inch. So... The accounting say the ground was sodden from all of the rain that fell. Well, that seems to me like that would that would take a lot more rain than what's listed here. And this is the rains over the course of a month. I don't know. I mean, technically, yes, course of a month. It could have all been one all one, one day. rainy day. Fair. Yeah. And granted, we live in a pretty rainy place, and you know, an inch and a half of rain doesn't sound like a ton, but. Uh, you know, you remember like the first rain after a big drought, how the ground just doesn't soak anything up. It's just kind of like sits on top of it mm-hmm. for a little bit. I mean, you know, it's possible if it was a kind of a droughty time, but I, I agree. I think it's, silly. I just think the accounts of this, this torrential rainstorm might be a bit overblown. Well, here's think. another thing to think about is if they don't get a lot of rain there, an inch of rain or even a half of inch of rain in one day in a single go, that seems like a, a lot, right? True. But, but to us, that seems like nothing. True. So that's possible too. Actually, yeah, even for us, an, an inch and a half in a day is a substantial amount, I suppose. Yeah. 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 I think so we too. just got a, a whole bunch of it today, and it came down in just droves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we did. But, uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's keep talking. We we've talked about the photos a couple of times. I do want to point out one thing to everybody, which is when you look up the miracle of the sun online, you will find a photo out there that was found in the 1950s that is taken on the day of the miracle of the sun. At least it says it was taken on the day of the miracle of the sun. And the yeah. sun looks weird. It almost looks like somebody's put a twirl blur filter on the sun. It's kind of it's kind of turns on itself. Take a little photoshopping might have got done? No. It's actually not of that day. It is of a solar eclipse. Uh, so it is a weird light effect caused by the solar eclipse that happened many years later. So if you see that, and like I kept seeing the same one come up where someone, 
I love this when people get into MS Paint or whatever, and they draw the arrow, and then they it's it's in red, and the text mm-hmm. is in red on top of it. I kept saying big the circle, same one mm-hmm. over and over and over. But it is it is not from that time. So I would just want to have you understand that from from the outset. Well, you'll be happy to know that MS Paint no longer exists. So. Yes, I oh, am actually God. very happy about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so here's uh, here's another explanation of why this might not be real and what people saw. This is a good explanation of what people saw, which, putting it very simply, is staring at the sun is bad for you, and you shouldn't do it. We've all looked at the sun momentarily by accident, and you get that burned after image of the sun on your retinas, and then, you know, you look around and that spot moves around. Oh, yeah. So it is entirely possible that these people were staring at the sun in anticipation well past the point of normal sanity. And when it affected their eyes, so when they were looking around, the sun seemed to change and or move. And believe it or not, there are actually accounts out there of people who in some... Um, some religious event were told to stare at the sun to receive some message and they stared at it way too long and a couple people have gone blind but a lot but more of them have actually suffered serious vision damage how long can you stare at the sun because i never stared at it for more than a millisecond myself i think that's too long i think that's yeah (laughs) Yeah. i think that if you stare at it for like a minute you're in trouble unless you use your hand to kind of block it out a little bit right you're getting a bit of it and you're getting that that light bend thing don't do that listen guys don't do that i'm sorry i'm listen i knew a guy when i was in school he was arc welding and he was arc welding without the mask oh my god and he did it for about a minute and a half and he burned his eyes and he had to lay around with you know his eyes closed and and cold compresses on his eyes for about a week he never did it again uh, I didn't think he was the smartest guy to start with, but he never did it again. So oh, that, yeah. I mean, he was lucky yeah. uh, that he didn't do serious lasting damage to his eyes. So, but if you think about it, that would then tell you why these people are seeing these things. You know, why it seems to move and grow. And, and dance sh- around the sky. And dance yeah. around the skies as you mm-hmm. look that, that after image is moving around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that dogma of if you if you are a true believer enough, you will be given the vision. So that encourages these people to do it longer than they really should have. Is dogma the right term for that? I don't know that uh, actually dogma might not be the right term there. Yeah, maybe not. Okay. okay. I don't know. Uh, I'll we'll strike the word dogma from just, the record. I just put something or another. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, okay, next up in this theory section, and this is pretty simple and easy to riff on, is um, group speak or that, that mass group belief think, that yeah. you, group think. People there are going, go. oh my God, do you see that? Next thing you know, everybody's like thinking, oh, I must be, okay, yeah. I, guess I must not be something. blessed enough yeah. to see something, right? Oh, dang, don't want to seem unblessed. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, I see it. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's spinning right at me. That's so scary. It's it's the same thing as that you've seen. You guys have read about or seen those experiments where people will be in the city and they'll just stare at the top of a building and then people will crowd around them and slowly they build a crowd and then they'll just walk away and the crowd will just Crowd's naturally staring grow at the building, yeah, because they're all trying to figure out what's up yeah. there. The like, one I like is the one in the waiting room where they like every time a. Uh, a noise is made, everybody stands up mm-hmm. and then they introduce like one person and everybody else gets called into the doctor's office and that person is still like habitually standing up and down 
as Every- the noise is being made, even though they have no idea why they're doing it. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. Humans are crazy. That's uh, and he never thinks to ask, like, why are you people standing up? Yeah, yeah we yeah. easily mm. we easily follow instruction, it uh-huh. turns out. It mm. doesn't even have to be an actual instruction. We just mirror people's behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next two parts of this are more, they're less addressing the movement of the sun and more they're talking about that reported color changing. Because if you remember, the, people reported the sun seemed much paler than normal and then there's the color changes that are going on. One account, is, or one set of reporting says that possibly what's going on is that sand from the Sahara Desert is pulled up into the atmosphere and then blown across at that time at that place. So it's blotting out the sun. Hmm. And then as that, you know, as it thins out, the the silica, the crystalline structure of the sand is actually creating reflections or refractions of hmm. the light. So it's acting like a prism. And that could be what these people are seeing that are causing these big bands of color or these, these uh, casts hmm. of color on not only the clouds, but maybe the people in the ground around them. What about, uh, like, a, I mean, this happens in Portland a lot where it'll be raining, but you look up and you're like, there's not a cloud above me. What's going on? And then you look at the sun and you go, oh, look at that cool rainbow dancing around over mm-hmm. there. I mean, what about something like that, especially if it had been raining prior? And we will. That's actually the next up in this section. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Oh, we got that? Um, dog, I do, yeah, dog. Yeah. Not dogs. Sun dogs. Sun dogs. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing I do want to say real quick, though, about the whole dust or sand thing mm-hmm. is that if that was what it was, I would expect to have found more accounts of this kind of colored light yeah, but incident. The, but the thing about it is, though, is that, uh, you know, you would think it would happen more often, not mm-hmm. just that one day, but... Let's say there was an especially, you know, big sandstorm that day, and conditions were such that way, one in a million. way more than usual got sucked up into the jet stream or whatever. But the fact, that, and the fact of the matter is, is that people all over the place in Portugal, Spain, wherever, could have seen this, but everybody else was just doing their jobs, or else they were taking a nap, siesta, whatever. You know, only in this one place where there are thousands of people standing there staring up in the up. sky. Yeah. You know. Although I will so. say that it's a pretty incredible coincidence. That that giant sandstorm happened to happen. Maybe that's the miracle. Maybe it was the miracle. Maybe that was the miracle. It was a natural miracle. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. So let's move to what Joe was just talking about, the sun dogs. Yeah. Uh, which, help me out here, do either of you know how to print parhelion? I believe is the... That sounds the, good Sounds enough. right. That's, yeah. the, that's the kind of event that a sun dog is. So those of you who don't know, sun dogs are kind of a rainbow, but they happen in rings around the sun. They, they form rings or halos, uh, when, and they, they only happen when there's sufficient ice crystals in the upper atmosphere to, again, just like with the sand theory, refract and reflect mm. the light and turn it kind of into a prism effect. And by the way, the moon does it also occasionally. I don't it, know if you've ever seen Occasionally, but the they're, they're pretty hard to see. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I've seen some pretty good ones. They they, they stood out pretty good. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it's but it's the same effect. Same, it's, there's yeah, enough same cold thing. ice crystals up there to to create that ha- or the prism effect. Uh, and sometimes sun dogs will fully circle the the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think I showed you guys that photo I took several years back, where I've actually got had to hold up my hand in front of my camera to block out the sun, and then you can see the full 360 degree ring. Mm-hmm. And sun dogs typically they start out 
uh, God, it's, I think they, yeah, they start out, they cycle from orange in the center and then they, they go out towards blue mm-hmm. as they get farther away from the center yeah, of the circle. Just like yeah. a rainbow. Yeah. But there are also other ones which are much cooler looking and these have to be at a perfect degree angle apparently, but on the left and the right side, you'll get these giant arcs that are super bright and so they're kind of a a warped diamond shape Mm. and they are phenomenal i saw a photo not but three weeks ago and it was somebody up on some ski slope and everybody at slope just stopped because it was just so bright and so clear and there's this really cool sun dog so that kind of thing is the other one that people are like listen Maybe the sun moving around wasn't real, but maybe people really did see colors, but not knowing how to explain it, that's what they say it was. Well, maybe it was a combination of a couple things, right? I mean, I think it's safe to say it's possible that it was a sun dog or something like that. Again, Although, do sun dogs typically happen at noontime? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sun dogs are not okay. as far. I mean, the one that I saw. Was it like around noon? I just, you know, in general, maybe it was a whatever. Again, a pretty big coincidence and lucky for those kids that something happened on that day. But the crowd was like torn into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and then a combination with a bunch of people being like, oh, my God, that's so cool. That's that's a miracle. And staring at the sun even more. And then, you know, it's it kind of helps explain why some people maybe didn't see anything because they were like, I'm not going to look at the sun. I'm going to like glance at it. And they didn't see anything. Other people saw these dancing things because they were staring at the sun and burning their eyes. And other people just saw light. And I, I mean, I don't know if that helps well, to explain that, all the different experiences. That, that could, you know, doing things differently because people always do different th- things differently from one another even mm-hmm. in an event like that i mean it's that old thing if we could all go to uh, you know see a speaker talk and only one of us might see the bird that lands on the side of the stage because we're looking here and there or i'm doing something or right. i'm drinking my coke or whatever it is so yeah i mean it's possible that that's why there are all those different accounts i the sundog is the only thing that I can really get behind in this entire story. I think that it's an amazing, amazing coincidence that all of these people were here. As we said before, maybe that's the real miracle is that they all happen to be in one place at the right time yeah. to see it. Well, yeah, just an amazing coincidence. Or, or, and uh, you know, I think this has some support that uh, Lucia's little friends, uh, Jacinta and Francisco Marto. We're actually uh, little entrepreneurs that they were selling Kool Aid at that at the place that they had the event. And <laughs> he's, let's say he's back to the mushroom theory. Let's yeah. say it happened a place with mushroom mm-hmm. uh, mushrooms, and uh, so I think that you know that's what it was. It was um, ergot, yeah. ergo. I was going to say ergot, yeah, ergot. Yeah, because everybody came be and they had to one. eat the bread, yeah. and everyone was like, "We're doing, we're going to do communion." Which explains, yeah. So here's your little pieces of bread, and everybody got like a little high, and then yeah. Well, yeah, or if, if 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 there were if there were, actually that's conceivable, even though again it's a remarkable coincidence, but it's conceivable because then that explains why some people didn't experience it because some people would have brought their own bread from right. you know far away, and other people ate some bought some bread locally and ate it and and got high. It's mass you know? drugging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. could have been something like that. And I, yeah. and some I people can't say no. And some people are going to eat more bread and get a bigger dose, you know, and so that would explain why there was a big variety in, in what people saw. Some people really saw a lot of wild stuff and some people not quite so much. And again, not, some not at all. 
So yeah, well, Eric, I don't even I don't even know that you necessarily want to pin it on her or the other two children, but it could be that somebody was there selling something and it was you know it gone south. Yeah, and, or it you could know, a lot be, of things yeah. go bad and have the hallucinatory effects on people, especially back in those days in the days before refrigeration. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's hard it's hard to say exactly what happened that day because I know that. Uh, uh, all the research has been done on it, uh, and uh, there was a guy named Kevin McClure who wrote a book about this, mm-hmm. like you know, back in the '80s, and he uh, saw just about all the accounts, and he said he'd never seen so many contradictory statements as yeah. about what happened there. So it's really kind of hard to say exactly what happened, whether it's a miracle or not. It's hard to say even what happened. You know, it's weird. Yeah, it picks. It turns out I picked two stories in a row that have the same flaw in them. Because yeah. last episode that I did was the TWA story, mm-hmm. oh, which yeah, had yeah. all those Eye conflicting witness, witness yeah. stories. Yeah, I mean that's and that's these are, you know, ninety years apart or eighty years apart. And look, we're having the same problem when uh, we have yeah. lots and lots of witnesses. Human beings haven't changed that. I was going to say that not that much. They haven't changed at all. At all. No, yeah, yeah. we really haven't changed. I got to say all. that I got to say that during the time all this was happening in the months leading up to the big miracle, Lucia's mother was actually pretty skeptical herself. And oh yeah, I don't think she ever got. She called it childish nonsense. Called her daughter, her daughter, nothing but a fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Actually, her family, uh, once she was an adult, they they um, kind of semi disowned her because they were like, "Oh yeah, no, she she lives in a fantasy land." Like they they really went against her that whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a friar who knew her really well. His name was uh, what is his name? Mario de Oliveira. Oliveira uh, gave an interview to the UK Sunday Times in two thousand and talked about her. She was still alive at the time. I think she died, in, as she said, in two thousand five. And he said that uh, she experienced religious hallucinations, and he also said that she uh, lives in a delirious world of infantile fantasies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is like, you know, again, fairly recently, and this is somebody who knew her well. Uh, it might just be that it, just the power of suggestion, all these people came there expecting and wanting to see a miracle. And so, damn it, they, you know, most of them saw something. Well, and, and her. Uh... The way that she clung to it, in a way, could be partially explained by the death of her cousins. Mm -hmm. Because if you read the transcripts of what was said between the children and Mary... Uh, they, you know, they ask, is, is Lucia going to go to heaven? Is Jacinta going to go to heaven? And all, and Francisco, or wait, is the... Francisco. Co- Francisco, yeah. Francisco, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she says, yes, he will, but he's got to pray to his rosaries a lot. And then, but in that text, it's hinted at that the, those two children, the younger two, are going to go much sooner than she is. And so th- there could be some kind of you know, some religious form of survivor's guilt there mm-hmm. that is made her just hang on to it so firmly for so long. And then when she has to write about it, she may have been so far into it that she didn't know what to do. And so, because her writings, people have said they borrow a lot from a lot of other religious scriptures and are kind of a repeat of that kind of information. So, I mean, I don't know what that says, but it, I mean, maybe she just was so far in that by the time she thought, maybe I should get out of this, she didn't really see a way to, to step away from it anymore and just had to, you know, fully commit. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and, that, and it was her deal. I mean, she mm-hmm. couldn't really back away from it. She couldn't obviously come clean and say it was all BS. And I just yeah. led everybody astray. So, Especially when yeah. she devoted her life to the church so much. Yeah, that, that would mm-hmm. be really not a good career move. Yeah. 
And also um, because it turns out, I mean, according to that 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 same friar I was just, I just mentioned a moment ago, uh, Mario de Oliveira, uh-huh. uh, that uh, he also said that he believed those two kids died from religious fasting and not from the flu. Really? Yeah, he huh. did, yeah he did say that in the same interview. He said, and of course, it could, it could be that they were so weakened by fasting that when the flu came along. It they just w- took them out. They would have survived, but since they were so weak, they died. And yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe after all that, after fanatically, you know, convincing the cousins to the point where, while well, they died, uh, I can't exactly like you know say, ah, oh, never mind. You Whoops, know, it was all a big game. Yeah, 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 can't do that. Change my mind. Yeah. Devin, do you have any other final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Because I mean, I, I, I think I've said what I, I feel it is. But... I think she saw the Virgin Mary. Do you? No, I don't know. I feel like we need to say that. Okay. That's I feel like enough. one of us has to be pro her. I mean, you know, we can't all say we think she just made the whole thing up. Uh, we can. I mean, we could. We can. I think we just did. But uh, I just don't think, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there's a lot tied up in this, and I am not 100% willing to say, like, no, she definitely didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm not willing to say that she totally saw everything she said especially with the premonitions and stuff like that i mean you know when we say the visions yeah when you know i just don't i, don't, I think that probably came later but i believe that they believe they saw something okay they, well, the thing about it is is yeah there are people out there who are delusional they sincerely believe what they're what they're saying but... well i mean it, but there are also people who just believe yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't have to necessarily be delusional. They just have to have, it's, the word is conviction is the word I'm going to use. They are very convinced of what they believe faith? and their faith. And that is what it is. And that is informing how they're seeing and operating in the world. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up on that. So if you have any thoughts or theories of your own, you're welcome to share that with us. You can do that by sending us an email at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. We have a website, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com, where we will have this story and some of the links as well as uh, a list of all prior stories. There's a separate page for those. Uh, We've got merchandise on there for shirts and mugs and all that good stuff. Uh, So you can go to the website for all of that. You can stream and download from the website, but chances are you're listening to us through some other avenue and continue to use that avenue if you like it, because obviously we're there and really we're just about everywhere. If you're listening to us on a place that allows comments or ratings and reviews, uh, yeah, I know iTunes does. I don't know if Stitcher or Google Play are doing it yet. But anyway, if you can rate and review the show, please do so. We appreciate that. That helps other people find us. We are on social media. So we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. So make sure when you're, if you want to join the group that you answer all of the questions and then you can get in and join all of the conversations because that's where all of the post episode conversations happen. I'll give you a hint. In the group, not the page. I'll give you a hint. The answers are yes, I will. And every week. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Now you've just given away the keys of the kingdom. Good job. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we, ace it. we are also on Twitter, uh, Thinking Sideways, where Devin tweets all kinds of hilarious Devinness. Yes. We are on Reddit at we have a it's Thinking Sideways, where there's also post episode discussions as well as a whole bunch of other stuff that happens there. And that's really all of it. So I think we're gonna wrap this one up and we will talk to everybody next week. Yeah. Ta-ta, I'm going to ascend from here. I'm going to go stare at the sun. It's a good thing it's nighttime right now. Bye, guys. Bye.